storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, we had an amazing brunch yesterday. We did. It was very good. It was very, very good. <laughs> it was very, very fun. It's, I think that's, that's so nice about... I mean, and storygoers, if you ever... Uh, if you live in the United States, or even outside the United States, actually, if you ever want to come to, to good old Portland, Maine, there's always something to do, it feels like. Oh, yeah. It's yes. a beautiful place. They call it vacation land. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, you know, really, there's too many, there's kind of already too many tourists. <laughs> yeah. We should maybe go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Edit this out, and we'll tell people to go to, like... Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, before we jump into how you're doing, I just want to say, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Yeah. I kind of give you this idea. You you got me on to uh, liking the show Game Changer yeah, on, very good. on College Humor's uh, app Dropout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love, love Game Changer. I love Sam Reich. If you haven't watched Game Changer, I highly recommend it. It's only five bucks a month for their for their platform. They have a lot of good stuff on there. Not to not to draw this out, Ryan, I, I want to shoot our shot here yeah okay i like i said yesterday we're not gonna get invited to the white house through this podcast and that's okay i don't really want to go to the white house to be quite honest with you i'm okay not doing that however i would love to get on to game changer <laughs> that seems right to us i think yeah. we can do this i think it's gonna be a real thing we have a lot we have a pretty good number of listeners in california so mm-hmm. I, I bet sam reich is a listener probably probably so sam we we know like, from the show your mom lives in portland maine Come on. If you want to like sign. meet over lunch sometime, <laughs> come on, hang out. We'll, we'll, we'll go somewhere here in town. Um, yeah. We'll just we'll, to give you all our pitches and you can give us a job or you can just invite us to Game Changers, whatever works best. Yeah. I don't even, I won't even, I'll take a job that if you don't even want to, I'll just go on Game Changer. I'll be so happy. <laughs> uh, please. Anyone knows uh, Sam, just let us, just let him, you know, let him know that we're interested. I'm sure yeah. he knows us. Yeah. He probably is just waiting for us to tell him he's interested <laughs> before he invited us. I think that's how I think that's how it works in Hollywood. No embarrassment needed. No. Yeah. No shyness. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <sighs> Ryan, how are you? <laughs> what have you been up to? And how are you? What have you been playing? <laughs> yeah, I am I'm doing pretty good. It's a three day weekend, which Woo! is great and wonderful. Um, so I haven't done nearly as much as I would like, but I did some things and did a lot of relaxing, so that's good. Um, but overall, I'm I'm doing pretty good, and I'll be doing better, even better soon. I am in the process of possibly, or, uh, not possibly, I'm in the process of switching jobs, which is exciting. Um, so hopefully that'll give me some more time to be a real human. So I'm excited about that. Um, and what I, I didn't even write down what I've been playing. I've been <laughs> playing. Uh, it's okay. Uh, the new season of Destiny is out. It's very good. Mm. It's very fun. Season of the Deep. It's all like underwater themed, which is really cool. Oh. You go back to Titan. Um, which is exciting, and you get to like hang out with the giant sea monsters that live in that ocean. Um, very fun, um, and like some of the people who I have done some raiding with um, jumped back in this season too. So that's been very fun um, to like have people to play with and to be to do some of the new things that are coming out. Um, been playing a little bit of Crusader Kings on the Steam Deck, which is a little bit finicky, but it's very fun once you kind of get the hang of it. It does, once you get to, like, towards the end game, and there's, like, a lot of moving parts, it does crash pretty frequently, um, so you have to save a lot, but it's, it's fine. Usually with those types of games, I'll, like, play it for, like, a week straight, and then I won't touch it again for a year. Um, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and then, of course, Tears of the Kingdom, biggest game uh, of the year. Uh, I've been Ever. My partner has been loving that, and I've been jumping in and really enjoying it, too. We kind of take turns. Um, they do. Uh, they just kind of wander around and do whatever they want, and then I like go to the quest along. It's like, hey, what's a quest I can start and then get distracted and not do? 
um, is kind of our two <laughs> play styles. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what we've been playing. Uh, Eric, how are you? What have you been playing? I'm good. I also had a good three-day weekend. Everything's pretty chill. I had a... Uh, oh, actually, I got engaged. Since oh, last yeah. Time we you sure were did. On this. Yeah, yeah. The last time we had an episode together, I got engaged. That was really cool. It worked out very well. Uh, she said yes, so that's a positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have it. You know, after eight years, you, you're pretty sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have been devastated. Been, <laughs> that would have been the ultimate blow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, really just punked me there. Ashton Kutcher just comes out, like, you've been punked. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> crying. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy. I uh, And for what I've been playing, I mean, let's be real. There's only one game on this earth, on this yeah. God-given earth that I'll be playing, and it's, it's uh, Tears of the... I have said Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I've said that so many times, um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like everybody I know has been playing that game, and I just like I just I try I try so hard to talk about, it, but also not talk about because I'm just too afraid of learning. Mm-hmm. Like a boy had spoilers, I'm just yeah. like stop it, don't talk, like don't <laughs> talk to me, I don't want to talk to spoil. Like, and so like as I just love, I have not done any of the temples, I've not done anything like significant. I just been walking around, and I just get so lost in this world, and I, it's just wild to me. Like and it's wild the contrast between Tears of the Kingdom and Pokemon Scarlet Violet is just like. It just floors me, like the difference. How how I, I hate saying it. How boring Scar- Scarlet and Violet's world it is so boring. But Breath of the Wild, I just or Breath of the Wild, Tears the and Breath of the Wild, but Tears of the Kingdom is just so much fun. And all the little things they did to kind of surprise you is just like, oh, it's blowing me away. I cannot. Wait. I'm playing it later today. I cannot wait. I'm just so excited. So yeah, yeah. Other than that, but storygoers, we hope you're happy, healthy, and well. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed our last episode, our bedtime story for Mario sixty four. The whole story, yeah, all combined into one. I had to be honest. So I was gonna just take our old edit, our old audio, and just put it all together, and I couldn't find part three anywhere. And I was like, that's so weird. I can't find this thing. So then I tried to find the script. And I couldn't find part three script anywhere. It was like half done. And I was like, what? This is so weird. So then I, so then I pulled, and if you, if anyone has ever recorded their own voice, it's, it's really hard to listen to yourself talk. Like, it's, that's the hardest part I find with this whole thing is hearing myself talk. It's just really rough. I'm sure you all agree. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But, like, just listening to Mario Part 3, because that was our third bedtime story ever. Yeah. And it was just so rough to me. From what we're doing now, what we're yeah. making now, and yeah. how far it's come. It was just, it was so hard to listen to. Because I was like, oh my God, dude, like stop. Just stop talking. Like it was just, oh. I, and but that's like our third most popular video or, or podcast that we have. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like it just felt right to redo the whole episode, re- retell it, update mm-hmm. it. So that went really well. And uh, and people seem to be loving it. It's getting a bunch of bunch of uh, downloads. And, yeah. and people are saying a lot of things. Actually, we, so StoryGuards, if you don't know, because uh, the majority of you listen to us on Spotify. Spotify now has this thing where we can post uh, polls and questions on each individual episode. So when you click on an episode, if you scroll a little bit lower, there's either a poll or a question. And a lot of our newer episodes have these things. We're trying to go back and add more things, but it's hard to keep track of. We have 109 episodes, which is wild. Yeah. Um, but for our Mario 64 uh, question, we had, you know, do you consider Super, Super Mario 64... To be a special game to you if so why uh, and we have our first comment was from daisy rose who's actually going to have another comment later in this episode uh, and they said i do because it's my first non-platformer mario game i think that you should focus on a different game for a bedtime story i think they mean uh the mario 64 story is good as is which is very kind of them to say thank you yeah, yeah. we also have someone named uh, i have good taste and in parentheses it says uh 
because I'm CP. I really hope CP means not what I think it means, but whatever. Uh, and they wrote, uh, I agree, I love Mario 64 is really fun, which is really cool. Uh, and then, of course, for our last comment here, we have Daisy Rose again, who actually commented on our Am I the A-Hole video, which did super well. We have a poll going on where everybody who's, who's voted on it is... Uh, wanting more, which is very cool. We asked if people want to keep doing it and want us to keep doing it, and you guys are saying yes, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but Daisy Rose said uh, she left a comment. They left a comment and said, "Hi, I love the show, and have some story ideas. The Mario sixty four story actually introduced me to the podcast. But here's the ideas: Breath of the Wild, Stardew Valley, Paper Mario sixty four, and Majora's Mask. And they gave us five stars, which is so kind. Very Daisy cool. Rose, thank, thank you, you so much. You're very kind. You com- you've commented on other things too. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on it. So I apologize. I don't want to embarrass or, uh, you know, I mean, go too far. So, uh, but it's very, very kind of you. In terms of the Zelda stuff, we will get to it. I want to, I want to cover it as a real story on the podcast. I, I, in one of these episodes first, yeah. and then making make it to a bedtime story in the future. But we will definitely get there. Majora's Mask is my favorite game of all time, so we will we will get to that point one day. But Stardew Valley and Paper Mario 64 would be awesome to cover. The Paper Mario games are have really fun, good stories. Like some of the best Mario storytelling stuff in them. I used to, I played a bunch of, not the first Paper Mario, but I believe that Wonderful One was on, I think, GameCube? Um, yeah. Thousand Year Door, I played a ton of. And then, yeah, all the Mario RPG games I really love a whole bunch. And I've played a bunch of. So I'd be, those, would be, those would be fun to do. Yeah, those would be great. So great suggestions. Thank you. And for anyone else... Uh, if you have any ideas or any comments you want to share with us to read on a future episode, please do. We would love to to cover those and get some ideas on what we want us to cover next. So that'd be great. Um, as always, you can leave your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to us at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All the E's are threes. You can also find us on our Instagram, also now on Spotify on each individual episode, or by leaving a voicemail or text at our toll-free number at 207-494-4334. And we will read all of those things in any way they can in a future episode. You can also donate to us on our Patreon for just $1. We have our exclusive scripts that we are slowly getting out there into the world, as well as the warm feelings of supporting us so we can do more stuff, which would be really cool. Um, if you find it in your hearts to rate us on Spotify and Apple, uh, those just beautiful five stars, man, that would just really brighten our day. So many star references. Super Mario 64, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay. Too much talking on my end. Ryan, you have done a fantastic job on today's episode. Would you do the honors of introducing it? Yeah, so uh, obviously if you've seen the title, you know we are covering uh, Donut County, which is a really great old game. Not old, not even that old. Donut County. It is on all platforms. It is on iOS. It is on uh, Switch. It's all over the place. Uh, it was developed by a single man uh, person, one guy, Ben. Uh, Esposito, Esposito, um, developed, he actually works at another large publisher, which we'll talk to when we get to the, uh, background stuff, and he made this kind of in his free time. Um, it was published by Annapurna, 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 Annapurna Interactive, who, uh, they published a bunch (laughs) of great indie games. So, background stuff for this game, Donut County was originally called Kachina. Kachina, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Based on the Native American spirit beings that personify nature. Esposito was inspired by the design of the Hopi doll structures. Following a blog post that expressed criticism of his treatment of Hopi culture, I hope I'm saying that right, so I apologize, uh, and his subsequent effort to make an authentic game that incorporated the culture, he decided to change the title and abandon the theme. 
Uh, sorry, my cat is meowing behind me because he wants in the room really bad. So if you hear random meows, he's totally, Ollie is totally okay. He is just desperate to get inside and then do absolutely nothing and want to leave. So he's just going to have to meow. Donut County also took inspiration from the indie game Windowsill for their art style. Uh, also, Los Angeles high density of, pop, of donut shops and locations from Bruce Springsteen songs, such as Asbury Park and the New Jersey Turnpike. Ben Esposito, who's the, also an indie developer, uh, worked on Donut County in his free time while developing the Unfinished Swan. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, Holy Edith God, Finch. Really cool. They also, wow. He's also an Edith Finch developer, so yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, this game was inspired by a parody Twitter account, Game Jam. Yeah, like the, the Peter Molyneux uh, parody Twitter account that they like tweet out. Oh. They made a Game Jam of you had to pick one of those tweets and make a game about it. And that was like the original version of this game was he, he made a game based on one of those then one of those tweets. I mean, it sounds, I mean, to make a whole game by yourself, especially to make it successful, is it's very, very cool. Yeah. So yeah. good on Ben. Mm -hmm. Good work, Ben. Yeah. You did it. We were Ben. Yeah. <laughs> did you, Eric? Do you do you remember anything about Donut County? Dude, was it because when it first came out, it was it was somewhat big. It was it was not it's not under, super small. I remember seeing the trailer for it somewhere somehow, probably like a showcase <laughs> or something. Yeah. I remember thinking I wanted to try it. It had like a really cool art style and cool mm -hmm. look to it, um, but I never ended up playing it. I I think I just it, it, unfortunately with the the wave of games that come out so frequently as they do, it's just so easy for indie, to, indie games to get swept on, or any really any game actually, to be swept under the rug. So, like, I, I unfortunately have not played it, but I'm hoping that this will inspire me. I mean, granted, though, Tears of the Kingdom's out, and that's going to take a lot of time, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. one day, I think I'll play Donut County. Yeah. But, uh, Ryan, I get the sense you like have a really good love of this game. Yeah, so this is this was a game. I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure I played it on my phone because it is an iOS game. I think I played it on my iPad. Oh, you just mo like you're moving your finger around on the screen and moving a circle around. And I remember like sitting down. I don't even remember how long ago it was because I don't think it was in 2018. I think it was after. And just spending like an entire like three or four hours of a day just start to finish playing the game because it's pretty short. And it's just a very nice, charming game. And it also similarly scratches the same itch of like a Katamari Damacy, um, which is like you're slowly like getting bigger and bigger and grabbing bigger and bigger things. It's very puzzly oh. in how it plays. Um, it's very it's very fun. Um, the game itself, and then and then the like very uh, like dry humor and characters are just are just really charming i think and it's just a really nice cozy little game that you can just sit down and like spend a couple hours on plow through and then move on to the next thing and, and just enjoying that experience very cool i mean it sounds i mean three hours is really not that much time to, to yeah. put towards something which is actually is it on steam deck because i just got steam deck <laughs> it, it <laughs> probably it's for sure on steam okay. so yeah definitely definitely all right that. cool yeah. i'll have to try it we used to switch also and switches yeah on switch yeah very accessible also so all right very cool. Yeah, I mean, I am very interested to see how this goes. I you were telling me a little little bit about it before the episode started, and I was like, this sounds so. Just reading the the script a little bit is like this sounds so like silly and weird and funny. So I'm very excited for it. All right. Well, then, without further ado, let's jump into Donut. I keep want to keep on. I say country. Donut <laughs> County.
On a warm summer morning, a girl dressed in ripped black jeans and thick jacket sits on a bed with her dog, both eating slices of toasted bread. Mira scrolls on her phone while she receives a message from her friend BK, a raccoon with a gray bandana. Mira, when you coming to work, I'm bored. Quiet, BK. I'm dead. I've died. Please have some respect. LOL, why are you dead? The honking man woke me up again at the honking dawn. Honking unbelievable. Don't worry, I'll revenge you. Be careful, dude. This guy really honks. Yeah, whatever. Come to the donut shop and stop feeding your dog bread. He needs bread to live. He's a certified loaf. Okay, I'll meet him in five minutes. Bye. Mira closes her phone and opens her blinds and peers out the window at the honking man. His small blue scooter and a pile of donuts taunt her almost as much as his honk. She takes one more look before heading off to work. Unbeknownst to her, BK sent a delivery of his own to the honking man. A small hole appears on the ground, slightly larger than a baseball. It moves on its own and begins to grab objects in the small yard where the honking man has parked his scooter. As the hole gathers more and more object, it grows larger and larger in size. The honking man starts to drive around the yard, trying to escape its maw. Before too long, he falls down the hole and vanishes below. Donut County is a small donut shop off the road. A large pink donut-shaped sign on top of the mug-shaped building. Inside, BK lounges on his back and looks up at his phone in the back room of the shop. A poster of a quadcopter drone hangs on the wall as he plays on his phone and texts his friend Mara. Dude, uh, the honking man stopped. Did you actually do something to the honking man? Yeah, don't worry about him. I just delivered him a donut. Uh, okay. LOL. Well, I guess it distracted him. Hey, guess what? I'm level 9 now. Wow. Cool. You don't get it, Mira. At level 10, I earned my quadcopter. Oh, right. Sick. Uh, congrats. We're gonna buzz around like kings. <laughs> okay, see you soon, BK. Six weeks later, 999 feet into the depths of the earth, the underground is littered with debris and buildings. Only a little light shines from the gaps in the earth above. A small group of people sit around the campfire. They are surrounded by the wreckage of their town. BK and Mira stand above a destroyed quadcopter. BK stands above the shattered drone. Mira, how, how could you smash my quadcopter? Who cares about your stupid quadcopter? How could you destroy the entire town? BK, Mira, and several members of the town stare at BK as they sit around the campfire. I never destroyed anything. I'm kind. OMG, what? You used that stupid app to open holes up all over town, and now we're all stuck underground. Everything looks fine to me, except my quadcopter. I'm the victim. Well, will someone back me up here? Mira looks to the other people huddled around the fire trapped inside the earth. As Mira looks around, some are hesitant to answer, until Potter speaks up. She's a dog with a small pair of glasses on her nose. She wears a messy apron and looks to BK as she speaks. BK, it's obvious you did it. I got swallowed up by the hole after ordering a donut from your shop. What does that have to do with Mira smashing my quadcopter? Potter, what happened to your son? Oh, pup. My sweet pup and boy. He must be up there somewhere. Potter's Rock is a rock formation in the home of Potter and Pup. A metal airline hangar sits surrounded by a stone fence. The backyard is full of decorations and a pool. A hot air balloon sits on the side. Potter is sitting down at the pottery wheel working. A small hole appears in the front of the house and slowly begins to grow as objects drop down into the depths, growing larger with each item it consumes. Pup stares out the front door at the growing hole as everything in the front yard vanishes. Pup quickly shuts the front door in hopes of slowing it down. As the hole moves into the backyard, 
Potter, who is focused on her work, seems unaware of the disappearing object until it's too late and the hole grows around her and she falls into the depths. She doesn't see as the hole grows and grows and consumes every object in the yard. Pup quickly rushes into the hot air balloon for safety. But as the hole grows and consumes a furnace, the heat causes Pup's air balloon into the sky. Pup floats away as he sees his home engulfed in the hole and vanished from the canyon he once called home. Potter sitting down the campfire deep inside the earth. I just wanted to surprise Pup with a donut. Now he's gone, floating away, alone, Pup. No, he's not. If you get swallowed, first, how do you know Pup is in the balloon? This story is full of holes. Your brain is full of holes, BK. And so is the entire town, thanks to you. Just doing my job. Wait, I mean, not true. I'm innocent. Beaver in a forest ranger outfit speaks up. Wait, Pup is in a hot air balloon. I saw a hot air balloon float by my ranger station. You saw Pup? Which way was he headed? I don't know. I just got distracted. I had just ordered a donut. Nice. I get hungry when I'm anxious. Anxious about what? Believe it or not, snakes. Helen stands atop a ranger station, a beam of light shooting down on a field of cactus and dried grass. A small hole appears and starts to consume the grass and rocks as it moves around the field. It grows and grows, consuming larger rocks and eventually starts to grab some snakes. Helen frantically points her beam of light across the field. Once they've all vanished, she goes to watch her field of chickens. The hole grabs a large snake, which is too big to be consumed. The falling snake tail sends Helen into a panic, as the hole is unable to consume anything else. Eventually, Helen's panic, brought on by the snake field hole, causes her machinery to explode, sending snakes flying through the air as the hole, now free from the large snake, starts to consume the ranger station and Helen. BK, sitting back at the campfire, speaks up. Sounds like you should be thanking me for solving your snake problem. Wait, so it was you that opened up the holes? What? No, I'm just saying whoever did do it was totally doing you a solid. He's probably like really cool and a nice guy. Hmm. Did anyone else see Pup? A mouse with a baseball cap and a jacket speaks up. Yeah, I saw Pup with my telescope. Pepper, Salt's brother, and Mouse speaks up. You mean my telescope? That's what I said. My telescope. Where did you see him? Well, me and Pepper were feuding again, so I moved my trailer to Mint River. He took a liking to this bird. <laughs> yep, a bird made for liking. I was admiring his, this bird till I was hit with the hunger. So I ordered a donut. By the way, this donut county app, then the hole came. A small trailer sits on the riverbed, littered with trash and debris. Salt pulps his head out the top with a telescope and stares at the bird as it bobs up and down, drinking water. A dog flops around, chasing fish as they emerge from the riverbed. A hole appears, consumes everything in the riverbed. The trailer, the bird, the dog, the fish. Faster and more calculating than ever before. Everything is consumed by the hole. Eric, mm. what are your thoughts so far? We've got these like two very different vibes i would say to to what's going on here what are your thoughts so far it's interesting that everyone's already been abducted or taken by the holes and then you're kind of going backwards to see how they fell into the holes and i i think it's it's so it's funny but of course being in this situation it's it's funny from the outside when you see this like person who has who is the perpetrator to all the problems happening but has this like victimized mentality so it's kind of funny uh 
from the outside looking in, but to be in that is probably so frustrating. Like, obviously, <laughs> BK has done all of these things. Though there's no motivation yet as to why, which I think yeah. is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, he's totally the villain in this, and he cannot seem to see why, which is, like, so kind of annoying, I guess, in a way. Like, <laughs> But now they're kind of just stuck down here. I, did, I didn't realize, like that it was about i kind of thought this game was about like it's like a living simulator like a you make relationships and the hole gets bigger and like you try you're actively ruining these people's lives through the gameplay (laughs) of this which is hilarious to me um it's just it's just so wacky and weird but it has a lot of it's something has so much charm to it just from the story alone there's a lot of charm and the characters are funny um i'm invested i want to know why bk is doing it yeah, and, and one thing you're not seeing is every after every, like, level where you consume everybody, your experience bar goes up from 9 to 10. So at 10, he gets the quadcopter. So right now, his motivation is if, I, if I, I'm getting quadcopter after I continue to do this. That makes way more sense. Duh. Okay, yeah, for sure. The moment he said that, I was like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, it's, so he's it's, done all these horrible things to get yeah. the quadcopter because he's a very selfish person. Okay, <laughs> duh. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love I love games with such indiv- such unique characters. It helps so much. Yeah. Like it's just funny, and yeah, it's something as horrible as what BK is doing, right? Because he could be like killing these people, right? For all he knows, yeah. Uh, yeah. For his selfish ways, I'm hoping that the story ends with him learning something and growing from it. So, is is the honking man in the beginning of this? Like he literally is honking. He has yeah. So he has uh, he is both a goose and also riding yes. a scooter. Um, okay. So there's two different types of honking that is happening. Yeah. Okay, I and mean, they said it's honking unbelievable or something like that. I thought maybe that was like, their way of swearing. Uh, but it's obviously a play on the idea that this dude is honking. And yeah. literally, and it seems to be at Mira, right? Like, like like sitting outside her house just honking the horn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, duh, because he's a good... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think no, it's I'm very Im- interested. I think it's important. I-, I think the flashbacks, I think, are a little bit confusing. But I think it's important to know that these characters are now fine and just hanging out. Because you see them getting, like, sucked into the earth. Um, yeah. And it's important to know that they're just, they're, just, they're okay. Everyone's fine. Yeah. So it's not, <laughs> it's not to be taken too seriously. But right. still very funny. Yeah. Still, okay, all cool. of their things are being uh, sent down into the center of the uh, earth, apparently. Perfect. As, as it should. As, <laughs> as it, as it should. should. Yeah. It's a quadcopter. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Back in the depths, BK comments on Salt's story. So you're like saying you're like in love with a bird? Yep. Is that like legal? BK, it's, it's not about the bird. It is about the bird. Mira, it is about the bird. You're hopeless, dude. The small tent behind Salt and Pepper leaps. Fear quickly grips everyone around the campfire. Coyote sticks his head out of the tent and loudly proclaims, Hopeless! We're all hopeless now! A large alligator addresses the scientist named Coco, looks at the coyote and replies, Coyote, I thought you'd moved away to the desert. I did. BK must be targeting folks who are down on their luck. Coyote, you're the original owner of Donut County, the donut shop, right? Yep, but it went out of business when the raccoons moved into town. I sold the raccoons at the shop and moved out to the desert. Oh no, I'm sorry, Coyote. It can't be helped. A coyote's life is like a sad country tune. I made a modest living by selling vegetables. Suppose it was my way of giving back to folks. Coyote recounts the tale of a hole appearing at his campground, consuming everything, 
including his vegetables. It consumes and grows before finally pulling Coyote and his tents into the depths. Anyway, that's my sad story. BK, don't you think you have something to say to Coyote? Uh, yeah, vegetables stink. Yeah! I mean, like an apology? I'm sorry you think vegetables taste good? <sighs> Maybe they do stink. I suppose my sweet tooth was feeling lonesome, and that's why I ordered a donut from y'all. See, Mira, why should I apologize for delivering that pathetic vegetable-eating coyote a donut? You wrecked his business. Twice. And stop saying you deliver donuts. What exactly do you think donuts are? Half of the rabbit couple, Roma and Nikki, speak up. Who can say? Exactly. Who can say? Roma gets it. What is the donut without a hole? Wow. Very good question. We should really stop to ponder this for as long as possible. Um, a donut without a hole is still a donut. Yeah, like jelly donuts, long johns, fritters, donut holes. Wait, donut holes don't have holes. They don't have holes. They are holes. Wow. That's pretty deep. Don't change the subject, BK. Nikki, Roma, you two just moved to Hopper Springs, right? Yes, we moved out uh, for our retirement. To watch bunnies. Bunnies at heart, Nikki and I. Married 40 years. Did you order a donut too? Roma got a new phone, so we ordered donuts to celebrate. Nikki and Roma share the story of the hole appearing outside their garden, consuming the vegetables and the bunnies who were enjoying them. It grew larger and larger, its hunger and maw insatiable as it consumed the garden, the rocks, and their home, sending Nikki and Roma into the depths. Back at the campground, Mira speaks. Really cute that you two are so in love. Night and day belong to love. <laughs> it's true. This is extremely gross. No, I'm not gross. You love trash. You love trash too. Everyone here loves trash. Why else would you all be making so much of it? Are everyone's homes just trash to you? Yes. Don't say that about my trailer. Yeah. Don't mess with Pepper. Yeah. What happened to your trailer, Pepper? Well, after me and Salt split, I went to Joshua Tree Park for some peace and quiet. I brought my laptop also to watch bird videos. Pepper tells those around the campfire about the hole that appeared at the camp at Joshua Tree. It started by consuming her broken guitar and quickly grew to consume her chair, the cactus, and eventually the trees of Joshua Tree Park. Consumed the campfire, and the hole began to spew fire from its depths, alighting the park Pepper's trailer, and everything at the campsite. The only thing that prevented it spread to the park was it devouring everything else until there was nothing left to burn. Back in the depths, BK questions Pepper. Uh, question here. You didn't save the Joshua trees because you were too busy looking at bird videos? Well, I... They're hundreds of years old. So old. But... You and your brother have issues, dude. Admit it. No! I wasn't looking at bird stuff at that time, okay? Then what were you doing, Pepper? I was writing an email. To a bird? No, you trash sniffer. To my brother, Salt. Excuse me? It was an apology later. I shouldn't have smashed your lava lamp. I shouldn't have ate the lava. It was wrong of me. Pep, it's alright, dude. The lava's the best part. So, I've reunited feuding brothers. Solved a civil servant's snake problems. Given a child the gift of flight. I... I'm a hero. Who else has a gripe with me? The alligator in the lab coat clears his throat. I do. 
Well, my gripe is actually with Mira. Oh, now you're in for it, Mira. Coco? Well, Mira knows the details, but I figure everyone should hear. Even the bird weirdos? Yes. Tell them. <sighs> I knew the raccoons were making holes. I knew the whole time. <gasps> Mira tells the story of what happened at Coco's home in Greco Park. Coco lounges in the sun. Chair. Coco lounges in the sun, sleeping. His sprinkler watering the grass and the pink flamingos that decorate his lawn. He receives a message from Mira on his phone. How many snakes would it take to defeat you? Big snakes? Venomous? Normal size, but you gotta fight in a tiny room. Okay, um, probably 1,000 snakes. LOL. Okay, expect a shipment soon. You haven't even looked into the disappearance yet, have you? No. Salt hasn't answered his phone in days. Did you talk to Possum? He said he has info. Possum told me that the earth is hollow and flat at the same time somehow. Mira, you know, ever since those raccoons moved in, folks have been disappearing. And you work at their donut shop. I don't know. The raccoons treat me really well. BK? Uh, BK is my friend. I ordered a donut. Why? I want to see how they taste. Gotta go. I'll talk to you soon. Coco falls back asleep as a small hole appears in his garden starts to grab the geckos who make their home there, and it grows in size. When it finishes consuming the geckos, it moves to the lawn. Coco snores, and the sound of the fan hide, the sound of the items in his yards vanishing in the depth below. By the time Coco wakes up, it's too late, and he falls deep into the earth. All of his items, including his home, fall down after. Eric, mm. got, we've learned a little more information. Yeah, was BK's a bad dude. B BK's, a bad, BK's not a great dude. Mira also seemed to know what was going on, though, and not doing anything yeah. about it. Little little shady there. What what do you think's going on? Do you have any have any ideas here of why? What's what's the what's the long long goal here? Maybe. So okay, so we know that um, Coyote sold his donut shop to the raccoons, who now have the, the the raccoons. I'm guessing the raccoons have built an app in which they reward unsuspecting raccoon employees and Mira even though Mira hasn't fallen for it, to deliver said donuts to get prizes, but these donuts are actually like holes that consume people. And my thought is maybe the raccoons are trying to get revenge for being treated so poorly in society, like almost like taking away from like real world, uh, you know, like kind of views that like your know, raccoons are looked down on. They like you get a trash and they're constant pests or whatever. And so, you know, so they're gonna get revenge. Is kind of yeah, what my yeah. my okay. thought is. I'm picturing BK like Rocket Raccoon. You know what I mean? I mean, I would certainly encourage you to go find a picture of BK because it just looks like a cartoon raccoon with a handkerchief. Um, but so I certainly funny. think that's a good. That's a good. That's a good vibe. <laughs> but no, I I I I think BK has done some bad things. I don't think he realizes what he's doing. I, I think that he is a, probably a victim in this as well and that there's probably someone pulling the strings here for some reason that is unknown to him and everybody else bk all right i'm looking at a picture of bk right now he literally is just a raccoon just a there's raccoon. no human there's <laughs> yeah. no human qualities to him like i was thought he literally just a raccoon with a handkerchief on which actually makes it even better like yeah. that is so funny yeah and mira looks really cool yeah it's so weird that's so funny 
Yeah, so all of the creatures look like look more anthropomorphic than uh, the raccoons. The raccoons just look like raccoons, and everyone else kind of looks like animal people. And Mira just looks like a person. Um, yeah, it's 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 a fun. That is very weird, but I like it. It's fun. <laughs> I was picturing him having like he's standing on two legs. You know what I yeah. mean? Like kind yeah. of doing. No, he's literally a raccoon <laughs> with just a handkerchief on, which is so funny. That yeah. was killing me. So funny. All right, let's see what's going to happen next. Deep below the earth, the group gathers. I'm so sorry, Coco. It was my fault you got put in the hole. I should never have taken the job with the raccoons. The what? I thought we were friends, dude. Yeah, I thought we were friends too, but then you ruined my town. I don't get it. I tried to help when you asked me to. I built a catapult upgrade for you, even though it's a waste of points. You told me with the catapult you could launch everyone back down the hole. Yet, here we are, in the hole. I was trying. It's hard to use the catapult. I think the hole is really good at for destroying things. It must be designed that way. Designed? Don't look at me. I didn't design it. But you use it. Well, what else could I do? I don't know. You could have used real donuts. Look, we've all made mistakes here. But let's get back to the real issue here. Yeah, my 100% smash quadcopter. Yeah. Why'd you smash it, Mira? Dude, I didn't want to smash it. I had to. Mira recounts what happened outside the donut shop. BK controls his quadcopter and flies through the air around the shop, zooming through and under objects as he commands the quadcopter. He flies it up to Mira to show off. Check this out. Wow. Notice how the propellers spin really fast. That's how it flies. No kidding. It only took 12 deliveries for me to get it. Can I see? Sure. BK flies the quadcopter into Mira's arms. And she grabs it out of the air. Be be careful. Careful like this? Uh, a little lower? Hmm, how about like this? Mira raises it above her head and smashes it into the ground. What are you doing? You're acting a psycho! How can you brag about this stupid toy when you got it by destroying our friends' homes? They order the donuts, dude! I give people what they want! Mira grabs BK's tablet. This is pointless, BK. What's your password for this thing? Uh, I think it's like... Zero four five one. Mira starts to climb the roof of the donut shop. Wait, wait, no. I changed it to Bonky Kong. Thanks. By the way, do you know what's at the bottom of the holes? I don't know. What are you doing? Teaching you a lesson. Mira takes control of the hole and starts to grab items around the donut shop. It grows larger and larger until it grabs the car BK is heading on top of. It continues to grow, grabbing trees, the donut shop, and even eventually the large sign Mira is resting on. They both plummet into the depths of the hole. Back down underground trapped animals continue to talk. I had to do it, dude. There was no other way to get it through to you. You don't know what it's like to lose something you care about. I mean, I guess I get what you mean. You guys love your weird trash houses and I took them away by doing my job, which I guess in this context is an evil job. Uh, close enough. Will you help us get everyone out of the hole now? Blah, okay, fine. Where do we start? I was hoping you'd know. I'm sorry if I gave you the impression I know stuff, but I know basically nothing. You've got to find Pup. If you guys can find Pup, you can use the hot air balloon to get back to the surface. Oh yeah, Pup. BK, can you look Pup up on your tablet? Of course. Tablet, please locate GPS data for hot air balloon containing a Pup. I'm kidding. This thing doesn't have voice commands. You know who might be able to find Pup? Possum. No, 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 no. Possum is too weird. He's weird. But you have to admit, Possum was right. Earth's hollow. If you know where he lives, I can get him. Yeah, just deliver a donut to the abandoned house. Of course, Possum lives in the abandoned house. I always thought it was haunted. This is worse. BK gets to work, sending a hole to the old abandoned house. The house is shuttered. Its dull gray faded paint and roof are worn and falling apart. A red mask peers out the window. 
A hole appears inside the candlelit room. Something moves inside the house as the hole starts to find things to consume and grow. With each candle that vanishes, the room is plunged into darkness. Slowly, BK is able to guide the hole to gather enough objects to grab a flashlight. With the light from the flashlight, BK guides the hole together more and more until it's large enough to consume Possum and their home. Possum sits on the couch now around the campfire. I was right! Uh-huh. Hollow Earth, Occam's Razor. Yep. How many hours do we have to listen to this? So, Possum, do you know how to locate Pup? Pup. Pup. I think I've heard the cops looking for a dog in a hot air balloon. Where is he? I have a raccoon police radio. Let me check the scanner. Guys, I could get into trouble for this. Trash King will take away my tablet if he finds out. Oh no. Are you going to get grounded too? Will he drop you down with all your friends into a weird cave? Okay. Okay, I get it. Possum, uh, got anything on that thing? Wait a second. Yes, I've got it. Trouble continues at Raccoon HQ. Day three of protesters. They have custom t-shirts now. That is not it. Donut County Donut Shop missing. Investigation underway. Eyes out for a delivery raccoon named BK. Ugh, turn that thing off. There's got to be some news about Pup on here. Requesting backup on the 405. Hot air balloon causing traffic jams. Got it. He's on the 405. Yes. Uh, we better hurry, BK. The cops are after him. The cops are after me! Calm down, dude. It's okay. I'll visit you in jail. What? What? I know. I'm a real good friend. But first, we have a delivery to make. BK activates his tablet and sends a hole to the backed-up highway of the 405. Rows and rows of cars clog the highway. The hole starts grabbing a small mouse car, growing as it drops down the hole. Larger and larger, the hole makes its way across the highway towards the start of the traffic jam and pub. A group of police raccoons on quadcopters work to bring down the hot air balloon. The hole quickly disables the police chief running a quadcopter, knocks the hot air balloon down into the hole. The traffic jam clears as cars careen into the hole. It gets larger and larger until it completely blocks the roll, consuming all of the cars. The hot air balloon with Pup slowly descends into the campsite. Potter rushes over to her son. Pup! Pup, you're safe! Okay, Pup, get out. I need this hot air balloon. I'm going up to save us. No way, dude. You can't go alone. You'll just run away. I'm coming with you. I'm coming too, in case we need to hack into the mainframe. No, no. You don't. Just stay here. Are you guys leaving with no plan? Um... We're gonna, like, talk to the leader of the raccoons? Trash King? We're gonna do, like, a boss fight and kick his butt. Dude, you always screw up the boss fight. You gotta follow my lead this time. Maybe just try talking to him first? We'll try. Good luck then. Thanks, Coco. Mira and BK jump into the hot air balloon and ascend to the sky above. A few skyscrapers still stand in the empty expanse. Mira and BK race higher and higher into the sky. Wow, eerie. Doesn't feel that different up here. It's like we got replaced by raccoon. I already said I'm sorry. You don't have to rub it in. You think this is my fault? I feel bad I can't undo what I did. BK, here's a tip. You're feeling guilty. I don't blame you for everything that the raccoons do. Do you still want to be friends? I do, but if you want to be friends with me, don't make your guilt my problem. Oh yeah, and wash my car. And also give my dog a bath. Deal. Mira and BK continue to float through the air, slowly rising and taking in what's left of the city. They see the large building sitting on a hill overlooking the city. There it is! Raccoon HQ. It's that thing on the old observatory hill. Wow, it kind of looks like a big garbage can. I know. Cool, right? I guess it makes sense. Trash King lives there. Uh, let's go for it. Wow, it smells awful. Do you guys have, like, reverse air fresheners? <sighs> Ugh, home sweet home. Okay, you should call the Trash King now. Try to convince him to help us fix everything. Are you kidding me? 
I can't call him. That would be like extremely awkward. Just text him then. Fine. PK texts out his phone to message the trash can. Hey, TK, hello. Who is this? Sorry, new phone? It's BK. I work for you. I was wondering, like, is it possible to undo some of the holes and give people their trash back? No response. Okay, never mind. No problem. What's, what's he saying? It didn't work, dude. I think he's mad at me. Dang. Whoops. Uh, you know, it might be fun. Opening a hole and wrecking this place? Yep. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, one hole coming up. BK creates a small hole outside the Trash King's garbage palace. He starts to use the hole to gather objects scattered around, slowly growing the hole. The fortified, well-planned palace quickly runs out of objects, and the hole isn't large enough. Well, we tried. Oh well. Nothing else we can do. <laughs> LOL. I can help. Possum appeared inside the balloon with Mira and BK. Po Possum, we told you to stay with everyone. You did, but I read between the lines. I can help you hack into the HQ security system. You can sneak a hole inside that way. How do we hack in? Just plug this into the security system. Oh, sweet. We can use the catapult. Okay, here goes nothing then. With Possum's help, BK is able to hack into the HQ security and place a hole inside Raccoon HQ. As the hole wreaks havoc on the inside of the HQ, BK used the hole to send it in different labs to find more ways to destroy the HQ. An announcement is heard. Attention, hole driver. Meet me in my office. Thank you. BK steers the hole into the Trash King's office, a dimly lit room with a single donut sitting in the center. As BK commands the hole to grab the donut, a barrier appears around the hole as the light turns on. A massive pile of trash taller than 20 raccoons is lit. Sitting atop the throne of trash is a raccoon who wears a crown on the side of his head, one hand jammed into a jar with a pickle, and the other a flash drive. BK, please report to my office now. I am opening up direct access for you alone, BK, we have urgent business. Back in the hair air balloon, BK, Mira, and Possum wait. BK turns to the others. Whoa, he said my name. Are you sure you can handle him alone? He seems like he stinks. Yeah, no, he definitely stinks, but I can handle him. I thought about what you said earlier. This is my mess to clean up. If it's not, you can always call me for backup. I appreciate it. Wish me luck. You don't need it. You're going to kick butt. Thanks, dude. <laughs> All right, Eric, here's the moment that you were waiting yeah. for. What's BK going to do? I think he's going to save the day. I think BK's going to have a full circle moment, come through. I can even see him being the new trash king, <laughs> new trash and, king. but being a good trash king. <laughs> mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely. hope he gets, I almost hope he gets his quadcopter back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, think that's, I think that's a good hope. One thing that I didn't pick up on at all on my first playthrough of this game that I, when I was like reading about the game or trying to understand more of what's going on the game, is apparently there are some like undertones of like gentrification of like the raccoons being like wealthy people moving in and like taking the neighborhood from. Oh. Um, I did not pick that up at all on my playthrough. That's just something I read, but I think it's it, it's it's another really interesting lens that like you were thinking like the complete opposite, and I I don't know yeah. like the 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 person who created it hasn't came out and said like this is what it is and this is what it isn't, but it's just an interesting thing to think about. Ryan, are you telling me? That this is a parallel to our literal lives right now, <laughs> where all the people outside of Maine, all the rich, horrible human beings, no, I'm just kidding, but all these really wealthy people are moving into Maine and just destroying the housing market right now? Yeah, just they have the money to buy whatever they want and just kind of do whatever they want here, and the whole area kind of changes to appease them? Yeah, maybe. 
A hundred percent that's what's happening. There's so many little <laughs> raccoons now. Every time I see a rich person walking around, I'm going to think of a raccoon with his hand stuck in a pickle jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that if they would up. just let go, they would be able to take their hand out, but they refuse. They refuse. Oh, man, that is such a metaphor so there. So deep, right? Yes, is, yeah. <laughs> a similar metaphor, but there's something going on there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Definitely. Oh, man. I did not think that don't... I did not think I was going to sit down on my computer today and tell a story that mimics my real life. <laughs> so, so Ryan, is the is the cure is the the fix to this? Is I just figure out what, a way to create giant holes to suck all the rich people into it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think okay. I think that's what you need to do. I think that'll I okay. think that'll do it. Yeah. All right. And you can if, if I can do it, I'm not gonna be upset if you smash my quadcopter. That'll be worth that's, it. Thanks. That that'll be that'll be how I'll tell you it's gone too far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I'm really liking it though. I'm glad that BK is seeing the error of his ways. And I like, I love all the, the I love picturing Possum as this like, uh, kind of like anon, like anonymous, <laughs> like hacker, like wearing a mask and being yeah. secretive. Like I just love it. But he's like, su- like, like a super nerd. And like, <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of that. It's funny. No, all these characters are very cute. I really want to play this game now. So bad. it's very fun. It's very cute. All right, let's let's see where it happens next. <laughs> BK descends the rope from the hot air balloon and enters Raccoon HQ alone. He makes his way through the wreckage of the HQ and into the office of the Trash King. The Trash King sits at his desk and invites BK to approach. He raises his jar-covered arm. Want a pickle? No. I'm here to get you to reverse the holes. Bring everybody back. Did you know you're the highest-rated hole driver in Donut County? You're famous, BK. Whoa. Whoa. Really? Picture this dude. Full-time employment status. Company stock. The company will take care of everything for you. They will even wipe your butt. I hate wiping my butt. If you join me, you get to play with the real big boy toys. The King Quadcopter. It has cement cannons for tough construction jobs. It's the pickup truck of quadcopters. O-M-G. I have one more thing to show you. Follow me. Back outside, Mira and Possum wait and watch the HQ. A swarm of raccoon quadcopters fill the air as they approach the hot air balloon. Uh, hey, Possum. Do you have a bazooka or something that could blow up a bunch of quadcopters? Nah, but I could check the dark web when we get back. Uh, never mind. Uh, maybe, maybe they're just here for fun. Hurry up, BK. That is where the holes come from? Sick. BK... Those nerds in the hot air balloon are holding you back. You have to learn to put yourself first. You have to reach in and take the pickle. What if my hand gets stuck like yours? <laughs> it's not stuck. I could take it out whenever I want. It's meant to inspire you. Sign this. Trash King hands BK a contract and a pen. Wow. Branch manager. And I get health insurance? Yes. And of course, a brand new quadcopter. Huh. All right. Hand me the pen. A shadow appears in the sky of the hot air balloon. A giant king quadcopter approaches Mira and Possum. We need to surrender, Mira. That thing could easily pop our balloon. Uh, no, no, not if we blow it up first. I told you I don't have a bazooka. And the trash king has my hacking device. We're going to use a hole. Trust me, it's designed to destroy stuff. Mira opens the Donut County app and creates a hole in the ground. The king quadcopter uses cement cannon to try to seal the hole. Mira moves around the center of the courtyard, dodging it. The quadcopter launches a series of bombs into the ground to destroy the drone below. Mira grabs one of them, launches it into the air with the catapult, crashing at the king quadcopter. It flies away. We destroyed it! All without BK's help. I can't believe he abandoned us. He sold us out. I'm not surprised. 
BK is a true capitalist. I'm gonna kick his butt. I'll fix his quadcopter and smash it again. The air is filled with the whirring of fast blades as the king quadcopter reappears, this time armed with new and powerful weapons. It's back. It has a bazooka. Not fair. Don't blow us up! <laughs> you thought you could use my holes against me? I'm the Trash King! I designed this app! Sorry to burst your balloon, but your friend BK took the pickle. Later, nerds. Have fun. The Trash King aims his bazooka at the hot air balloon and readies a rocket. The raccoon HQ shakes and the front door bursts open. BK stands in the doorway holding a hacking device. I'm sorry I'm late. I didn't take the pickle. BK! He's got the hacking device. We can hack into the quadcopter and take it apart. BK, hold still. I'm going to catapult you right into the quadcopter. Dodge the bazookas. Okay. Wait. Don't let them blow me up! BK rushes into the courtyard as Mira drives the hole towards BK. Bazooka rockets zoom past the hot air balloon and the hole, trying to prevent Mira from reaching BK. He vanishes into the hole as it expands and launches out into the air towards the king quadcopter. The quadcopter explodes into pieces that quickly get sucked into the hole. As they do, it grows and grows until it consumes all of Raccoon HQ. The trash king stands on the rubble of his HQ, pickled hand in the air, pointing at Mira. You guys ruined everything! I guess raccoons just can't cut it in Donut County. Or like, you can't cut it, dude. Yeah, your company stinks. You ruined the neighborhood. BK, it's not about the company. Think about all those innocent raccoons who moved here. OMG, give me a break. The truth is, we were running out of trash. When we first came to Donut County, it's because the trash was plentiful. Now we have to keep opening more holes to get less and less trash. I was looking out for us, dude. No, you weren't. You were just looking out for yourself. You didn't run out of trash. You ran out of people to steal from. What am I supposed to do? I have nothing now. Bring everyone back. Yeah, and all our stuff too. Uh, it's too much work though. I'd have to build a huge catapult. If you do it, we'll tell you how to get your hand out of the pickle jar. Really? Nope. The Trash King builds a giant catapult and uses it to launch everyone back to the surface. Mira and BK help guide everyone out of the hollow center of the earth and back to Donut County. Everyone gets back to work rebuilding their homes together and better than ever before. And BK does get a new quadcopter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it, Eric. A little, a tiny little episode. Yeah, I like little episodes like this. They're fun. They're cute. That was a good story. That was very cute. It's very full circle. I almost thought BK was going to backstab. And <laughs> yeah. then like that was his moment of like betrayal. But I'm glad that he didn't, though. I'm yeah. glad that he comes full circle and he recognizes. He kind of he grows from this experience because he really was doing what he was told to do. He was delivering yeah. what he thought was donuts. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's it's. I mean, obviously, this is a very silly game, but like for the Trash King, he was definitely selfish, right? Too much of anything is a, is a negative thing, right? His his selfishness to provide trash for the the raccoons. Uh, wasn't inherently evil in a sense because that's what they're, I guess, they're seeking. But his his need to grow and grow and grow pushed his selfishness too far to where it was uh, backfiring on everybody else around him. So it sounds like I don't know. It sounds like Trash King also kind of learned a lesson here. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I almost hope he gets the pickle out of the jar just so he can kind of like relax a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. his, his hands are going to smell like pickle forever now, but whatever. Yeah, and, and just for reference, in the art, it's that his hand is in the pickle jar holding onto a pickle, and it's that he can't pull his hand out without letting go of the pickle. So if he, right. that, that is the, if, in case you're not envisioning that, um, it's just he just needs to let go of the pickle. <laughs> but he can't. Which he is can. such a, uh, such a, 
a powerful uh, image. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does show a lot of a trash king's desires. Yeah, definitely. Uh, powerful metaphor. Yeah. Or silly, yeah, whatever. Sure. I don't, not in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's no, it. That was good. That's Dota County. That's the whole thing. It's just a silly story about uh, holes that also happens to be about other stuff, probably. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very, very fun game. I cut out a ton of like going to other people's places and obviously playing the game there's like a whole sequence in the hq where you like reuse all the mechanics you've learned in the game in the hq to do certain things um because like you're you're moving a hole around but also like if a frog goes in your hole it will like leap out to eat bugs and like there's all kinds of like mechanics that you learn over the course of the game that you then use in that hq to to win and there's like huge boss fight at the end too um that is that is a whole wild time but obviously i i I cut it down so it would be uh make more sense and fit into the kind of tiny story we were telling yeah yeah it was good it was very it was very sweet i hope that i would love for them to make a donut county too it sounds like they have a good a good uh foundation for these characters i'm sure they're very beloved by many people who have played it so yeah, yeah. to expand it more would be very funny for sure yeah yeah i'm glad bk got his quadcopter back <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and actually there's a really cool like after after you beat the game you get to like control the quadcopter and like fly around the new town they're building and like see all the oh. characters and what they're up to it's very sweet and very nice um and i also cut out there was a sequence um just because i um wasn't sure how long i wanted to run like, when you're launching everyone back up to the top, they all get to, like, say something to BK and Mira, like, hey, thanks for your help, or hey, remember this, and it's 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 very nice. There's some very nice stuff in there for those who want to play it, and again, it's only, like, a couple hours long and probably pretty cheap, I would assume. Yeah. Um, uh, so definitely, definitely check it out. Very good. Uh, worth worth going back to and playing. Yeah, we didn't, definitely. We didn't spoil the whole thing. It's, it's worth going back and playing and, and learning more if you're interested in it. Yeah, definitely. So. You can picture our voices as the characters talk because they yeah. don't actually have voices. Right. They just go so. like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. So just listen to tales, all the stuff that you have heard before. <laughs> right. <laughs> Storygoers, we hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can email us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to tales from the cartridge at gmail.com. All the E's are threes. Also, you can find us on our Instagram. You can also find our questions and polls on our Spotify page. Uh, as well as leaving a voicemail or text at 207-494-4334. And we'll read all that stuff in a future episode. Uh, if you feel in your heart you have a dollar to spare and to donate to our Patreon, awesome. If not, totally understand, right? It's, we're going to put up uh, exclusive scripts and the, you get the warm, fuzzy feeling of supporting us and, and being able to grow and expand to do more stuff and focus on this more as much as possible. So um, if you feel in your hearts you want to rate us five stars on Spotify or Apple or whatever you're listening to, That'd be super stellar. Also, you will get a free quad quad copter. You won't. You won't actually get that. (laughs) (laughs) If we could give it away, we would. I I would. If I could, I would. If I I could, I would probably be asking for money from Patreon if we. True. If if we we could do that, but yeah. Maybe that's how. Maybe that's we do. The more more money we get from Patreon, the more quad copters go out to everybody. Just kidding. That's not going to (laughs) happen. I wish. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um. Ryan, you did great on the script. Thank you so Thanks. much for writing it. Yeah, no you problem. You did great. No problem. Try, great. Getting getting back into it. Getting easing yes. back into it. Yeah. Easing back into it. Yep. Yeah, we're getting getting back in the habit next month. Uh, you know, for June, we're hoping to have more stuff out. Back to Pokemon again. Back to Little Nightmares Part Two is my hope. Um, and I'm finishing up a script that maybe can see uh, if it gets you. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So yeah. not to not to spoil it. So awesome. Well, cool. Well, Ryan, thanks again. You're great. Yeah. Storygoers, hope you're happy, healthy, and well. Thanks for listening, uh, and we will see you in the next episode.
Bye. Bye.